you are now tuning in to the Mind Body Podcast, where you will go behind the scenes of how the mind of successful entrepreneurs, experts, and true leaders really works. Here you won't just listen, you will understand the guiding principles to create massive change in any area of your life. And of course, this podcast is hosted by the strong, lovely, with the sexy Jewish accent, Lidor Dayan. What's going on, guys? And welcome to the Mind Body Podcast. I'm your host, Lidor Dayan. And in today's interview, I have for you Dr. Sam Katiar. First of all, I, it's very nice to come back to the Mind Body Podcast and just like you, uh, I, I am a human, so I've been slacking off, but now I am truly committed. I am not interested in this podcast, I'm committed to this podcast, which means that I'm not going to stop and if I am saying that I'm going to post and I'm going to interview people, then this is why it's gonna happen. And what you will see in this interview, Sam talks a lot about the discipline in yourself and the doing what you said you're gonna do because once you do the stuff that you told yourself that you're about to do, then you build your self-esteem, you build your confidence and your confidence comes from your you keeping your word to yourself, your promises to your, yourself, sorry. So uh, Sam is the CEO of 1% Nutrition and uh, he came from uh, Tehran and uh, he came when he was about 11, 12 years old uh, with his uh, family and he had a lot of hard times with the language just like myself as you can see I've been struggling with English a lot a lot of time but uh, with consistency, hard work and dedication he managed to step up and level up his game and his life and this is uh, what you see right now we all see the end product but you don't see that hours, that uh, days, that months, the years and this guy is very disciplined man and very down to earth. He also talked to you in the eye to eye. Don't see himself like I'm here and you're here. So this is what I see in most successful people in the business, in the mind. So I truly uh, think that uh, you're going to take a lot from this interview. I highly recommend you that you take some notes and then write down the key points that you take from this interview because uh, if you really want to see results, you gotta apply it and apply it now, just like I did when I interview him and I ask him what is uh, one uh, thing that you can tell the people that action plan that they can take right now if they listen to the podcast and he told me write, write down a plan, write, write down your daily routine that you're going to do and stick to it and immediately that's what I did I came to my board, I write down when I'm going to wake up 4 a.m. I'm gonna wake up 4 to 4.30 I'm gonna walk and do cardio with Creed which is my dog and then meditation, priming and then I'm going to do some editing of the podcast, YouTube and all of those kind of stuff and I wrote down uh, certain stuff yes, I'm not gonna be perfect and it's gonna take time to install but you gotta ma make a habit of taking action immediately after you hear something that's gonna help you all your life so without further ado, let's begin this interview. So Sam Bakhtiar, welcome to the Mind Body Podcast. I'm really honored to have you on the show, man. Excited. How are you? I am doing good. And actually, man, uh, it's been a while, like a couple of months that I've been slacking with the podcast. So you are the first person after a few months that I'm starting to get back into the interview mode. So uh, I'm uh, really excited to have you on the show. And tell me a little, why, why, why have you been 
slacking on the podcast, man. You know how it is. Sometimes we get uh, frustrated or distracted, but uh, I'm not a quitter, so I just you, we just need to say fuck it all and just like keep it up, right? <laughs> gotta go all in, brother. Gotta go all in. Yeah. I know, I know the way the way your physique is. You have an incredible physique, man. I've been watching your Instagram pictures and and all that kind of stuff. I know you go all in your workouts and the way you do things, you know, and I know you, I know you're not a person who do anything half-assed. Yes, yes, for sure, man. So I want you to start a little bit by introducing yourself. I know that you're also an immigrant and you came to America when you were about 11, 12 years old, right? Right, that's right. Well, you know, I was, I'm an immigrant. I'm a, I was born in Tehran, Iran, you know, and, um, and uh, when I was three years old, uh, my mother and father split, and my father went to Canada, and after that, I never saw him again. And then, you know, we went to war, you know, with Saddam Hussein in Iraq. And uh, for eight years, man, you know, there was war, we were getting bombed on. And then we came to France as refugees of war, and from France, we came to America as refugees of war. So, what was it like growing up there, seeing what you saw there? Man, you know, um, it was crazy. You know, I didn't know any better. I thought, you know, you know, I didn't know any better. But you know, I remember, you know, uh, hearing the sirens every night. We go bunker up in the basement, and you know, you look outside, and there was planes flying over and dropping bombs, and there was anti-air missiles and anti-plane missiles, and it looked like Disneyland, except it was like war. Yeah. So whenever that you came, you start, you came to America. What did you see differently? Man, it was shocked, bro. I was shocked because I thought I was going to Beverly Hills. I thought I was coming to, uh, you know, you know, where everybody has, everybody's a millionaire and everybody, you know, has swimming, you know, swimming uh, pools and Cadillacs and mansions. You know, I came to a little town called Sharon in the state of Pennsylvania, which was uh, kind of a very blue color, you know, lower to middle class, uh, you know, and... Um, I was there was no minority there, so it was a it was a total culture shock. I didn't speak the language, you know. I didn't, um, you know, I didn't have the same clothes as everybody else, and then I didn't fit in. I stuck, I stuck, I um, stuck, you know. It was like a sore thumb. Mm -hmm. So, a lot of us, when we come from a different country or we want to be successful in life, we still have installed that negative mindset. So I want you to like for the people that actually listen to this. What did you do differently or what do you see that uh, once you start doing, it started to shift your mindset? Because it doesn't matter what the location that we put ourselves in, it's a matter of the mindset, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know, I don't know what it really happened, man. I mean, you know, I didn't have that, the mindset that I have now. You know, all I knew that, you know, is that I wanted to do, I wanted to be somebody. I wanted to be better in life. I wanted to make something out of myself. And I was never been afraid of hard work. I understood from the beginning that it's going to take sacrifice. It's going to take hard work. It's going to take, you know, it's going to take me to do stuff that most people don't want to do. And that's why I like the brand, you know, I'm the creative brand of 1%. You know, 1% is not about being better than anybody. It's just being able being willing to do what most people aren't willing to do to be able to be able to, you know, create the life that you want. And so, you know, came to America, you know, you know, um, I tried out for the basketball team because they, at that time, you know, in Sherman, Pennsylvania, nobody has heard of football. 
their real football, not American football, which they call soccer there. Yeah. And um, I tried out for the basketball team. I didn't make the basketball team. So not only now I got cut from the basketball team, I'm getting ridiculed, not only because of my clothes and my haircut and, and you know, not, not being able to make the basketball team and not having any friends. You know, it, it was tough growing up, you know, 11, 12 years old. That's a pretty tender age at that time. So, um, so yeah, so uh, um, at that time I, I said, you know what, I'm just going to get better, I'm going to get better. Well, I was going to go um, try for the basketball, I'd get better uh, practicing basketball. You know, I saw these guys lifting weights. I started lifting weights and I fell in love with it. Yeah, at, at the age of what? 14, 15? I was 14. Yeah, just just like, that's why I, I told you that we have so much stuff in common because I started lifting when I, when I was 14. And that discipline that we both share is something that takes time. Like most people see uh, who we are right now, how we look right now, but they don't see the years of dedication, of the practice, of uh, like putting ourselves out there each and every single day again and again and again. And that's what eventually creates, I believe, success as well in all areas of life, right? Yes, absolutely, yep. So what is uh, some of the routines that you currently have and uh, that you see that uh, once you start to install in yourself, you start to see more and more uh, little success in your life? And what is the stuff that you started to not do, like watching TV, you know, stuff like that? Well, you know, I believe that success only happens when you compound things done right over time, like the compound effect, right? You know, so, you know, I knew that, for example, if I want to be, if I want to build a, a great body, I need to do, commit to working out every day. I need to commit, you know, eating better every day. And, and what I had to do is put systems in place that no matter what that happens, right? So which means what? So which means that, okay, I'm going to meal prep on Wednesdays and Sundays. So I have food the rest of the week. You know, I'm going to dedicate, you know, four to 6 a.m. to my workouts, no matter what, you know, and, and that's where a lot of people go wrong, where, you know, they have a goal, they don't break it down into steps and then not only break down steps, they break it down into how they can make it happen no matter what. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it, it, so this way they don't self-sabotage. You know what I mean? So um, so for me, everything needs to have a routine. Everything needs to have a system. So this way you pretty much guarantee success and guarantee results because results and success doesn't happen over time. There are compounds of little things done correctly over time that will give you big results. Yes. And, yes. and I saw, you know, for me it was really easy. I saw where... You know what a lot of my family people my, my family members were doing they were watching tv you know they were playing cards you know they were gambling they were playing video games you know they were just sitting there wasting time and i burnt, I, I, I soon learned that the precious the most precious commodity i used to think was money and then i found out that no it's not money it's time you can always make money, but you can't always make time. We all have an expiration date. And um, so I became very stingy with my time of what attention I give to who and what I do. So um, having that in mind, I became a master of productivity, master of being making the most out of my day, getting the most out of my day, and being laser focused on my goals. So whenever like you catch yourself when your mind do want to procrastinate, for example. What do you do in that moment so you can discipline yourself again? 
or it's so strong right now that you don't even have it? I live by this. Every single day, you know, I have a routine. I stick to my routine. Mm-hmm. Yes. There is no time, there's no time for me to think. You know, you know, I don't want to make a decision on what I'm doing next. You know, my, my decisions already been met, met. They've already been done. It's already on a piece of paper. I already know exactly what I'm doing every single day, every single moment at what time. That's awesome, man. And that's uh, very, very true because if we really want to change our life, we, we got to... The, the, the thing is that most of us know what to do, right? We all know it. We all know the principle and all. But the beginning is what get us really hard to like the shift the the, the momentum that we need like to start uh, because it's like getting out of a big hole that we are inside of it and we like try to go out and, and we keep falling so what help you to keep like going up up and eventually get out of that hole well you know um you know i you know to me if you want to be a master or something you just have to put the hours in. You know, Malcolm Gladwell talks about it in, the, in, the, in his book, Tipping Point, the 10,000 hour rule. Here's the problem with most people. People want something, they start it, but they get discouraged after a week or two or a month or so. And then they start something new, and they start something new, and they start something new, and they never see anything thoroughly. You know, you know for me was, here's what I need to do. I just have to compound, I gotta put my time in. And, and that's how you, you make something. That's how you become great. You know, but the, the issue is, Lidore, is it's not sexy. It's not sexy, you know, getting up and having a routine. It's not sexy, you know, you know being so strict with your time. But if you want success, you've got to have a routine. You've got to have a plan. You have to stick to the plan. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's absolutely right, man. And I wanted to talk to you about uh, obsession. I remember I heard you uh, talking with Omar, which is a great guy as well. And you're talking about about how important it is to to be obsessed and how obsessed are you. So uh, when did you started to shift that uh, mentality of walking out and like pushing yourself and start to telling yourself, okay, I, I'm going to turn this into a business. I'm going to start and uh, chase something I want and make a business out of it. You know, um, I fell in love with bodybuilding and working out when I was 14. When I started developing what I call these baby muscles. You know, because not only it helped me physically on the outside, but it also helped me with my self-esteem, you know, helped me with my self-worth. You know, it really helped me mentally when I was going through a tough time, want to be accepted by, you know, my peers because I was the only minority in school and then, you know, didn't make the team, basketball team and all that kind of stuff. So that's that's right there. And then I knew that I love doing this. So I then became obsessed. You know, you know, everything that I did was learn, get the magazine, buy the book, learn about nutrition, learn about working out techniques and, and learning about the latest supplements. And then going out there, not only learning it, but coming to the gym and experimenting on myself and speak, figure out what works, figure out this diet, figure out that supplement, you know, and, and that workout program. You know, for me, you can't go through life lukewarm. You got to be obsessed about something. And that might as well be your career. Because if you're obsessed with love what you got to do, you're not going to work another day in your life. You know, and, that, and even though my mom wanted me to become a doctor, 
you know, and eventually I want to get my doctorate degree. You know, I, you know, I'm like, well, what doctor has to do with muscle, bones, and nutrition? Chiropractic. So when I became a doctor of chiropractic, not that I want to practice, because my mom wanted me to that. She's very strict Middle Eastern, but I, I took it. I took a path that I would learn about the field that I wanted to, and then I applied that to my business, getting people in shape, and um, launching my business. That's awesome. And uh, when? How old were you when you started your business? Um, 27. Uh, 27. That's, that's cool. So, uh, yeah, because like, if I look at this in, in, in my world, like, I came to America about two years ago. And uh, I came just by myself because just like you, I was obsessed. I was passionate. I wanted more. I wanted to be somebody. And uh, I started to have like great routines and then just like I told you, I, I stopped the podcast a little bit and I went down and I went into a little depression and stuff like that. But uh, now I'm back on track again and I see how important it is, just like morning routines, right? So I wanted to ask you like what is your morning routines when you start your day? If we look at the first one, two hours of your day, what time you wake up and what do you usually do? So I, I, I always want to work out. I don't want to take my workout time during family time. A lot of men, you know, they go to work and then they come home and they go to the gym. I think that's bullshit because you're taking time away from your wife, you're taking time away from your kids, you know. So I want to work out when they're when they're sleeping, right? So I get up at 3 a.m. You know, um, you know, um, you know, I have my pre-workout coffee, whatever I need. You know, I hit the gym at four, four to six. I work out, and I don't even go home to take a shower. I do because the gym is right across the street. You know, from the corporate office, I shower in the gym. I come to the corporate office from at seven, and from seven to four, I have concentrated work where every second of my seven to four is filled up. I know exactly what I'm doing, what I'm doing next, you know, what I have to do. And then when I get home at four o'clock, it's all about family time. Phones off, everything off. It's all about spending quality time with family. Do you also meditate? You know, I don't. I did. But I need to do a better job of that. I'm not very, I think I need a meditation coach. You have Headspace. You got to try it. You know the app, Headspace? Um, what is it called? Headspace. Head, Headspace. Yes, it's amazing, man. Like, I'm with it, like, almost a month. It really gets me to do it every day. You start, like, five minutes, and they take give you, like, 10 minutes, 15. It's about getting your head, your mind to concentrate on the now. Instead of like uh, going to the future, what I need to do, what happened in the past, so it's really, really good. I will try that. I will try that. Headspace. Yeah, I will send you. I suck at it. You know what I mean? So that's something I need, I need to. I suck at it because you know I, I can't sit still. Yeah, yeah. Me, me neither. Like you put me like sit down, do nothing. I got to like I gotta move. I gotta do something. So it's kind of hard for us to do, but. Uh, it's it's good because then you can focus on stuff when you do need to sit down and. I'm gonna I'm gonna download it today. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So uh, okay, an another uh, question I had for you is uh, about uh, overcoming uh, past belief about money, uh, because both of us we come from a moderate uh, family and we got installed like negative stuff about money uh, and. Uh, for me, like I see, it's still kind of hard when I start to have more success financially. Then I, somehow I sabotage myself because my financial beliefs is still not uh, in the next level. 
So uh, what do you see that helped you to overcome it and still seeing success financially? Well, you know, I, am, I emulate successful people. You know, you know, I saw how my family blew money. You know, you know what I mean by that is my relative. I know my, my, my grandfather, like, I love him to death, God bless his soul, but he literally gambled away millions of dollars. You know, um, you know, I know, you know, a lot of my family members had a gambling problem, you know, and I saw how we spend money. And then I started studying successful people, how they spend money and what they see value in. And for me, it's, you know, we both came to this country to better ourselves. You know, for example, you know, you know, I love certain things about Persian culture and I don't like certain things from Persian culture. That doesn't mean I have to carry everything. I like certain things from American culture. I don't like certain things from American culture. We own our own beliefs, our own culture within what we know. I'm not Persian. I'm not American. I'm Sam Bakhtiar. You know, I believe in what I believe, you know, and I, I think people get stuck in, you know, well, that they did it this way, they did it that way. Most important thing is for you to look outside and say, okay, say, for example, you want to get in the best shape of your life. Who do you want to look like? Who do you want to be and, and emulate that person? You want to be in a great financial position. You know, who's doing great financially? Emulate that person. And no matter what, obviously, you got to erase all the beliefs and erase all that. Obviously, that didn't get, get your family results or my family results or, 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 or ancestors. I'm the first multi-millionaire in the family. You know, um, I'm the first millionaire in the family. You know what I mean? So um, you've got to get away from that. You can't, you can't let the past old programming say, oh, that this, uh, you know, that sabotages me and all that kind of stuff. You have to look at people who are doing it, people you want to be with, and don't look at any, any other thing. You have to commit 100% to that route. I know that uh, you got to be right obsessed. And uh, when you started, you like really got obsessed about uh, getting better, like you're getting the result that you want financially. So how did you sustain that obsession and still like, cause once you get comfortable, cause that's human nature. So when you like start to doing good financially and everything, like most people are start to like slack off, like, okay, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to have fun a little bit. So how did you sustain that obsession and took it to the next level and maybe even had a mission that strive you to do more? Well, I mean, I think if you don't have an obsession, if you don't have a purpose, you're not alive. You know, how can you go through life just going through life? I think a big part of a human need is progression. I don't know about you, but a big need for me, Fedor, is knowing that I'm improving every day. That's huge for me. I, you know, I can go back and live in my one-bedroom apartment and know that I'm getting better every day, and you see a big smile on my face, I'm happy. Or I can live in my mansion now and say, I'm not getting any better, I'll be depressed. So for me, it's not literally about being comfortable with like that. For me, it's not about money or material things. For me, it's about me progressing as a human being me progressing as a man and becoming better every single day. I'm not here to stay the same. I'm not here to be, you know, you know, become a multi-millionaire and stay the same. And like I said, I don't care about money. For me, you gotta master all five areas of your life and that's what one one percent is based out of. You know, have a better relationship with God, faith. Have a better 
control. You know, you know, fitness, finance, fun, fulfillment. You know, those are the things that you we, we need to master and, and, and really become all in it. If I'm not getting better in, in those areas of life, man, there's no reason for me to be. And I said this before and I say it again. You know, if you are, you, you know, as a human being, if you're not using your God-given ability to progress, because no other animal or mammal and no other, you know, species progresses. The dog 100 years ago is the same dog right now. The human 100 years ago is not the same human right now, right? So if you're not giving your God's given ability to progress and become better, then you know what? You're disrespecting God. You don't need to be here. You might as well just be a dog or be an animal. Mm -hmm. You're right, man. You're absolutely right on that one. So if you take an action plan for some of the people that are going to listen to this, maybe one action plan, what would you tell them to do? I'm sorry, you cut out. I said if you could tell people that listen to this right now one action plan to do, what would it be? Set a plan. Break that plan to daily routine and stick to the fucking routine. No matter how you feel. No matter no matter what no matter what happens. You know what I mean? Sit down, you know, you have a plan, okay, well, you know, let's just say same thing you will tell your client if you want to get somebody who want to lose weight. If you want to lose 100, 100 pounds, well, it's not going to happen by tomorrow. So here's what you got to do. I need you to work out. You know, you need to work out and you need to eat better. So here's a routine. Do it. I need you to work out from this time to this time. And I need you to eat these meals. Put it together. Just follow through. The problem is that most people know what to do. Most people, you know, have a goal, know what to do, but they're not consistent. You know, you know, they're not consistent because, oh, I don't feel like it. Oh, well, I fell off. Oh, I did this. You know what? You know, there's so many times that I don't feel like doing something. And, you know, bottom line is this. You can't, you can't do life by the way you feel. You can't do, oh, I feel like this. Let's just say you want to you wanna save some money. Oh, I feel like I, I want to buy a purse. That wasn't part of the plan. Mm -hmm. you, can't, you can't wing it. Put a plan together. Stick to the fucking plan. No matter how you feel. And you know what, like this is so true because when you do this, your confidence, like I can see how you sit down right now, right? Because you build so much repetition that you're like, fuck it, I, I'm the king of the world because you, you are like confident about yourself because you said so many stuff that you're going to do and you kept your wall to yourself, right? And I feel like that when I do it. And then when I don't do it, I'm like, fuck it, my, my confidence goes down again. So this is so, so related. Let me tell you a story. You know, um, I was in college. I was taking 23 units at Penn State. I was working 35 hours a week um, as a personal trainer. And I was also working 20 hours on the weekends as a bouncer. And I was getting ready for Mr. Pittsburgh Bodybuilding Championship in uh, 1995. And two weeks before the show, I was shredded. I was training, I was working, I was meal prepping, I was doing everything. Towards an out of week moment, I lost it. I went on a bench. I went about, I got some pizza, I got some donuts, I got some you know, burritos. I, you know, I went, I went all this food. I woke up the next morning, and all I did was, Sam, you're a fucking loser. You know, if you can't stick to your diet two weeks before the show, you don't have no business. You've been doing the show. 
you know, you might as well just quit now, you know, and all that. So I dropped out of the, I dropped out of bodybuilding show. And I dropped out of bodybuilding show, but I went to see it as a spectator after eating two weeks of junk. And when I went there, I could have won if I would entered, but I didn't because I because I dropped out. And right there and then, I found out that the only person that beat me was me. I was worried about the competition, but the biggest competition that beat was, was me. My, 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 me sabotaging myself. And that's when I, my self-esteem was at the lowest. And I told myself that I'm never ever going to let myself down again. If I said I'm going to do something, I'm going to fucking follow through. Because just like you said, every single time you put a plan together and you follow through, that increases your self-esteem, increases self-worth, and increases your confidence. And every single time you say you're going to do something and you don't want to follow through, guess what? That decreases your self-confidence, decreases your self-worth, and that's what you're going to do. Somebody messaged me the other day. Said, hey, Sam, you know, you know, I'm 5'5 I'm five, five like you. I'm short like you. That ever, that ever bother you? Really? That's never even asked that. I'm like, that's never bothered. That's never like bothered me like, you know, my height because I feel like I'm seven fucking foot tall. You know what I mean? It's never been an issue with me, you know. Um, so for you, for you, if you want to increase your self-esteem, if you want to increase your self-worth, if you want to increase your confidence, just follow through to what you're saying to yourself. There's a book called, said, there's a book called uh, What to Say to Yourself When You're Talking to Yourself by a, a guy named Ch uh, Chad Hamster. And it's the most profound book of how you talk to yourself really, really, really affects the way you think of yourself and your self-esteem and your self-worth. Yes, yes, man. I, I can tell because lately, last month, I've been sticking to a routine. Like I, I thought like, okay, I'm going to start waking up like Joko Williak, 4.30 in the morning, that's what I'm going to do, I'm going to stick to it. And I start to wake up every day, like 4.30, 4.30, and then my confidence starts to rise again, and creativity starts to come, right? When you're like more passionate about life, and you start to believe in yourself more, then you start to be creative, and you're like, oh my God, how did I thought about this and that? So we start to see more stuff once we start to believe in ourselves, and our self-esteem goes higher and higher. Absolutely, man. So I have a last question for you before we wrap up this interview. Uh, ah, before this last question, because we both seem to working out. I wanted to know a little bit about your daily routine with uh, your nutrition and working out. Because I have clients, okay, I, I'm a personal trainer as well while I'm building my business. So uh, some say, like, I don't have time, I don't have time. So first question, how many days a week do you train? Seven days a week. Seven days now, a week. Okay, let, great. Let, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. How many days a week does your heart beat? Every day, twenty-four-seven. How many days a week do you pee? Every day, not twenty-four-seven. <laughs> so, so, so to me, training is just movement. You know, a hundred years ago or two hundred years ago, if you wanted to eat, you had to go catch it. That means that food was built into, exercise was built into the food. It was, you weren't supposed to sit home and all the time fucking pizza appear out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. So for me, for me, you know, training is not necessarily going out, going crazy in the gym. For me, training is just movement. Even if it's a five, you know, 
two mile walk or one mile walk is movement. Movement is life. Yeah, you nailed it. Because so many people always think like, if I need to walk out, I need to go to the gym. I tell them, go to YouTube, okay? You don't even need to go from your fucking house. Just uh, YouTube, uh, search uh, workout uh, in at home, and you will find fitness blender, so many stuff, right? So we, we make it so complicated, but it's not that complicated. Movement is life, man. Just gotta move, man. Just go for a walk. So man. I mean, that's all it is. So what's your key on, uh, on uh, nutrition? Because there are so many trends right now, like there is the ketogenic diet, intermediate fasting. What uh, do you believe in that you see works for you with your mental focus, everything? Everything works if you work it. Yeah. I've done I've done intermittent fasting. I've done ketogenic diet. I've done ketogenic diet before it was ketogenic diet. You know, I, I was doing I was doing cap try MCT or back in nineteen ninety one, you know, nineteen ninety two and I was measuring my ketones. Um, I've done the, the typical bodybuilders diet for years. You know, I've done everything. You know, bottom line is everything works if you work it. You know, you can't just, you know, Oh, I'm gonna do keto. Then later on, no, I'm doing something else. No, I'm doing something else. Again, it all comes down to consistency. It all comes. You can't do keto for two days and say, "Oh, it's not working." Go back to this. You know, next, 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 you know, you're doing the South Beach diet. Next, you know, you're doing the Chino Hills diet. You're doing the Miami diet. You're doing the blood type diet. You know what I mean? You know, you know, you gotta stick to one plan. You know, all of them work. All of them work. Yeah, yeah that, that's so right, and, man. But does this work? That, that's the question. Because at the end of the day, if you want to lose weight. If you want to lose body fat, if you want to get in shape, at the end of the day, there's no way around it. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. It's going to get you out of your comfort zone. You got to put in the movement. You got to make some sacrifices. I don't care. You know what I mean? You do it. You do a normal. You do a normal uh, bodybuilding diet. Guess what? You got to give up fat. Well, I don't want to give up fat. Okay. Well, do keto. Well, with keto, you got to give up carbs. You can't have it all. You know what I mean? You got to have. You know what I mean? You know, you know, people don't, people don't like, people like to just do whatever. They want, they want no hardship. They want to sit on the couch and look like a model, and and eat bonbons and watch Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what I want to push more, especially in my podcast, is uh, the idea like, because we live in a world that whenever you're in Facebook or Instagram, everybody try to promote their business, which is fine and all, but they're using so many hooks like. Transformation, 60 days, 90 days, you can get lean in this, you, you see before and after, after pictures. And this is not true because it takes time to build a great physique, muscle maturity, all of that. So you can't just like uh, think that in 2-3 months you will look like me. I, I always get people, how, how long will it take me to look like you? <laughs> it's, it's hey, I had a, I, you know, let, me, let me ask, you know, when, when I was training people, when I was at the top of my career, uh, and the guy came to my office and said, Sam, you know, no offense, man, you look good, but I don't want to look like you. I don't want to look like you, you know? And I said, no offense, you never will. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, bro, bro, I've been busting my ass for the past 15 years, getting up, perfect diet, perfect nutrition, perfect, you know, you know, busting my ass. You're not going to look like me in three months. Don't worry about that. You know what I mean? Um, you know, and, 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 and people don't realize that. Here, here. You know, I'm, I'm going to leave you with this. You know, you see those transformations. In, in 60 days, 90 days, and all that. And that's great. I love those. We do those. I think that's great. But here's what I'm fucking impressed about. You know what I'm impressed about? Is can you keep that fucking transformation forever? Yeah. To me, you know, yeah, you can, you know, you know, a lot of these people, you know, you know, they, they transform physically, but they don't transform mentally, which means they, you know, they go back, they go back, they go back. 
they, you know, they lose 100 pounds, but they save 10 pounds 10 times. You know what I mean? So, so for me, I'm not impressed by anything. Remember how on Instagram, they had the, uh, on, on, on social media, they had a 10-year challenge, or that before, you know, after 10 yeah. years. Just, I put a 20-year challenge. I put my 20-year photo, you know, when I was 20 years ago, and now. And guess what? People say I look better now mm -hmm. than I did 20 years ago. I maintain it. I maintain it. So, so maintenance and consistency is what people like. Anybody can get in shape for a summer or an event, but can you keep it the rest of your life? The thing, the thing is that they always use, they think that, that it's in the supplement. I always give a great example, like if you have a 9080 Volkswagen and you try to make it like a Lambo, it will still not be a Lambo, right? Because this is what most people are trying to do. They go to the gym, give me fat burners, give me protein, give me this, give me this, but they don't have the right mindset. So even if they take steroids and they get buffed, they still don't have the discipline, the hard work, the dedication that really takes to, to sustain that. So that's why I always tell it takes time, it takes like years of practice, but if you just stick to it and just like you said, like you committed to it and you just do it daily, eventually you will see the results. You know, I, I just, my shoulder was bothering me. I went to the doctor yesterday, finally. You know, it's just it's been a recurring problem on that shoulder. He took x-ray and he looked at it, he goes, man, you have advanced arthritis, which means that you've been at it for a long time. It's just consistency, man. It's consistency. That's what happens. Wear and tear. It's just all it is, wear and tear. So nobody wants to put in that kind of work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I was like six months ago, I broke my, uh, my foot when I started to do MMA. I went to do like 360 and I broke my foot. I went to the doctor and she told me, you're going to be at home for two months. I told her, yes. But tomorrow I'm gonna be in the gym. So <laughs> tomorrow, uh, like the next day, I went to the gym, started to train again. They don't understand it. Like most people seek for like something to like. Ah, I have this now, so I can train. They need reason not to do it. So whenever we are committed to something, we do it. I tell people if if your if your lower body is hurt, you can do upper body and and, and, and core. If your upper body is hurt, you can do lower body and core. You know what I mean? If everything is hurt, you, you still can do something. Yeah. You can do something. You know, you, you know, you know, you don't need to feel sorry for yourself and just eat bonbons and watch Netflix. But. Yeah. So last question I have for you is what is the legacy you would like to live long after you will not be in this world? You know, the legacy that I want to leave is I want to be able to get out there and transform and help as many people as possible. You know, my newfound my newfound passion Obviously, through my gyms, you know, I have helped hundreds of thousands of people, you know, get in great shape, you know, and, 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 and transform their life. And now with our, you know, with our franchise, I'm helping people live the American dream. I'm, I'm helping people, you know, um, own their own business that they're passionate about. I see so many people these days that they are in a prison. Look, me and you came to this country for an opportunity. We want our freedom. You know, um, you know, we didn't want to get bombed on and, you know, all the kind of stuff that come, comes where we are. There's no freedom. We came to this country for freedom. But are we really free if you live in this country and you have to get in your car every morning, drive an hour to a work that you don't like, work with people you hate, and come back just to, just to make ends meet? No, that's, that's the worst prison to be. So I'm helping people, you know, find their passion, you know, and be able to do what I've done and make their passion into, you know, into their their living and 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 their and 
and be able to live the American dream, what they love, what they do, and, and that supports their lifestyle. Yeah, that, that's so awesome, man, and I really want to thank you for your time being on the show and uh, for everything that you shared with us. I think uh, you're an ag- amazing example that no matter what, that no matter where you come from and you don't know the language, you can still make it and make it big if you stick to it and you stay dedicated and you just uh, do what you said you're going to do. So thank you so much, Sam. The door is an honor and pleasure. Thank you for having me. If you enjoyed this interview or any other one from the Mind Body podcast, feel free to subscribe to my podcast at iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and at my YouTube channel. Also, feel free to share this podcast on Instagram by tagging the Mind Body podcast. Do you want to be a part of the Mind Body podcast? So remember the FAST factor. The FAST factor stands for 1. Facebook Become a part of the MindBody podcast community by joining our Facebook community just by searching on Facebook the MindBody podcast community. Number 2. Act Don't just be a passive listener. Act upon what you've just learned by applying one simple thing from any episode or interview. 3. Subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or if you're visual like me, then just search the MindBody podcast on YouTube. And number four, train others. Because just like I always say, leaders create leaders, and you're all here to grow together. And by training others, you're training yourself. So this is the fast factor. Remember it. Facebook act, subscribe, and train others. Oh, and please feel free to leave a review which will engage all your VAC senses. And the VAC senses stands for visual, auditory, and kinesthetic, which when you use all the three combined, you remember stuff much better. For more information about my coaching, public speaking, and taking your mind and body to all new levels, check my site at lidodayan.com. Till then, never, ever forget to smile. See you soon.